Today's episode is brought to you by Omeo. Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Omeo will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Omeo saves you time and money. That's a win-win in our books. Omeo wants to help you leave your home this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com and use the code LISTENER5 at checkout. Valid until 30th June for new users on all modes of transport. It's just a pick-me-up 2021 needs. Omeo. Plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, so welcome back to Wild and Basics. So today we have a very interesting topic. We'll be talking about taking chances or taking risks. A lot of the time people think these are kind of the same thing, but I think there's actually a lot a lot of differences to it that we don't realize. And this can also be applied to personal life, whatever it's going on in our life, but also a lot in business as well. And not even also just business, but like also our career too. Um, so I think there's so much to uh, kind of like dissect from and kind of like understanding things from it. So that's what we're going to talk about a little bit. Um, yeah, but before that, uh, let's talk a little bit about update. Uh, so update on New York City that uh, it's fully open now. So uh, all the restrictions and everything has been lifted. Not going to lie. I thought like in the beginning, I was kind of like hesitant. I was like, I'm not sure. Like maybe this is too soon or whatever. But like knowing that like most people are vaccinated. I mean, there are still people who are not vaccinated. So I get it because I think according to um, like research is like 70% are vaccinated. So it's good. But uh, I feel uh, like more confident to like taking my mask off sometimes. Like I recently have been just taking my mask off uh, at the gym for working out. Um, I know this might feel strange. Like sometimes like I feel, um, I mean, first of all, it feels like naked when you're taking your mask off (laughs) or like just going outside without a mask. I absolutely feel horrified. I'm just like... Is like, is everyone looking at me? Now people are looking at my face. And the worst part is now that like, you know, we don't have to wear our mask all the time. Obviously in some places, like we still do uh, because it depends on the, I guess, uh, you know, the business. Uh, I tend to always wear it uh, when I go inside a business because I'm not really that kind of person to make a big deal about things. Because obviously some businesses, they're like, oh, you can, you don't have to wear a mask. But some businesses, they still do want you to wear a mask. So... I just feel like it wouldn't hurt me to just wear a mask for 20 minutes, whatever minutes that I will be in the supermarket or grabbing food, getting food. I really don't mind it at all. So I'm not going to be caring about it. So, but yeah, uh, but just like, you know, not wearing a mask sometimes outside. I still do wear it time to times. But like if it is like just short walk, I don't wear it. But I, I feel like if I'm going to be in a crowd, I will definitely wear it until like, I feel like we are back to normal. I feel like we are definitely getting there. Uh, but, you know, not there completely yet. But we're definitely getting there. I think things are looking more optimistic. But anyways, yeah, I was trying to go back to, like, uh, not wearing a mask at the gym. I feel like it feels so much better because, like, you know, you're working out and everything. Uh, especially if you're doing a cardio. Like, it sucks to wear a mask. Like, it's just, 
it, it's just not working like it's it's the worst so i uh feel great about it especially like also like i can take a shower at the gym now like use all the, the amenities i mean since we're paying a lot of money so it makes a lot of sense you know like not just having to carry your um sweaty you know mask around and like putting it back on or have an extra one i feel like it's just so much hassle so it feels much better uh i have to say so it's definitely um i feel like feels more normal although still feels weird <laughs> in some occasions also because that means that like i have to pay attention to my face more because i feel like before i was like oh no one is seeing my face i don't have to shave today or i have to trim my uh face today but now i'm just like uh my beard is getting longer or my beard is like becoming more so i have to shave like because everyone can see my face now so <laughs> i'm pretty sure the same this is the same thing girls feel but like with makeup i guess they're like before i didn't have to care i didn't have to put lipstick or whatever <laughs> now they're just like uh fuck i have to put stuff on so i can relate not the same thing but i can relate yeah uh so this is just a little bit about like what's going on and actually one more thing i'm just gonna add because it's not even something i wanted to talk about or mention here but because i literally just get like couple um emails uh literally just today and i'm just like kind of made me feel so happy and kind of like exhilarated you know like when you have coffee for like when you have their first sip of coffee like that first 20 10 minutes is like heaven like you just feel this like rush going into your blood or whatever honestly i'm not a scientist so i don't know i'm just saying like that you know caffeine just kicks into your system and you just feel so like accomplished or like kind of so determined to accomplish anything i got that rush when i saw these emails because uh, I got invited to like a bunch of events, uh, obviously one from HBO and another one from Curology and there's going to be an event later in July and there's another one coming with H HBO so it's just so exciting like it just made me like feel so exhilarated like that like things are going back to normal I can finally like you know um, I don't know like make connections like network with people and everything so it's just going to be so awesome and I can also bring back the vlogs and show you guys like what happens in these PR events or like these events uh, I think they're always so fun uh, yeah and also like not to mention like I'm just casually mentioning like HBO uh, but like this is like almost my fourth or fifth time that like making connection with HBO like we I almost feel like we are best friends now like this is <laughs> this is so funny because like I just never thought in a million years that like I would be working with HBO this much because I recently also worked with them for Human by Orientation for the Pride Month. And before that, I worked with them for the Friends premier, friends Reunion. And now I will be working with them for the, uh, you know, Gossip Girl. Because they are doing the remake and everything. They will be doing an event in New York City. So I'm just so excited. Like, these things happening. But, like, it's happening with HBO. So I never thought in a million years that will happen. So I'm just so grateful. Yeah, this is just, like little bit update and now let's get into today's topic number one thing that i want us to mention from the just very beginning is the differences between taking chances or taking risks i think a lot of the time um from like business perspective people think uh entrepreneurs generally take chances uh but actually 
in reality, they take risks. So I just want us to mention actual definition of what it means to taking chances versus taking risks. So taking chances actually mean you kind of assume like for whatever reason you have is that like everything will go your way and you kind of like also don't understand the market or what is going on in that business at the moment and you actually have no idea how to measure your actions so let's just say that like something kind of happened to come your way and you took a chance on it but you really didn't have any expectation you didn't know how to measure it you didn't know what to do with it you were just kind of like well okay see what happens so um that is called taking chances because you really don't know what you're going to get you absolutely have no idea uh, which can sometimes seem like also taking risks but let me explain actual definition of what it means taking risks taking risks mean uh, you already did your research so you kind of already know what's going to happen if you did this or what is something potentially might happen like you kind of have, a, have an estimate of uh like what you think uh potentially might work out for you or might not work out for you because you already have experience you kind of rely on experience either your own, your own experience but or you have like team that you're relying on the experience for or you have advisors um other founder friends or I don't know, some advisors like that that you know of or I don't know, some people that they already have a business that, you know, CEOs, someone who manages a business. So you already have uh, experience from that and um, you're not essentially relying on the luck and you also know how to measure the results. I think that's the big difference of uh, taking risks and taking chances. So um let's like dissect this a little bit because i think in life uh so many things uh especially personal life we actually take chances because we most of the time don't really know what's going on and we really don't know what would happen it's just kind of like thinking we assume that it might potentially go on our way uh, and it will work out better right because uh, most of the time when we make decisions um, sometimes in our personal lives it all depends on what kind of person you are obviously uh, we don't really think more we don't really do measurements or we don't really do calculated um, decisions because it's personal it again this depends on the person uh, but uh, most people, I guess, I would say, especially in the younger age, uh, we tend to take chances. We don't really take risks sometimes. We take chances because we either think that's easy or we know that that's going to be working out for us. Like uh, I can say this, for example, like when I went to school, uh, for, like when I went to school for bachelor's, uh, I essentially took chance on this school because they gave me full tuition scholarship. So I didn't necessarily know how this will work out for me or how that would help me in the future or in any way possible or I had no idea. And on not to mention also, I didn't even have a major back then. I just got into the school and I was like, okay, because they gave me free tuition, so I might as well just pick something to learn from it, you know, because I'm not going to have student loans or anything like that. So that obviously was like 
plus for me and I essentially took a chance yeah I ended up studying graphic design so it's it's great whatever but I'm just saying I had no idea I didn't know what I was getting myself into I didn't know how this was going to work out. I just essentially took a leap of faith. Um, not even a faith, honestly. This is definitely like a like a um, chance. Because even if it wasn't going to work for me, I, feel, I felt like I was going to stay. Because, um, you know, I wanted to get... Well, I didn't necessarily want to get it. But, like, I just thought, like, it would be a good idea to get, um, you know, a bachelor's degree. Because college is something that, like... Um, a lot of people is like, oh, you should get go to college, you should get into college. So I just think that that's something that I knew I had to do, even though I had maybe bigger expectations, different expectations. And obviously nowadays people have different expectations when it comes to college. But back then, um, I'm saying it back then, but like it was maybe like a couple of years ago. So this is not a long time ago. So anyways, I'm just saying that I took a chance. It wasn't that. But I think taking risks would, have been, would be like this. I... <laughs> I actually, when I, um, you know, couldn't find a job, right, after college, and I was just kept thinking, like, I was kept looking for jobs, like, I had freelance uh, jobs that I was doing, uh, but I, deep down, I felt like I knew that this wasn't gonna go anywhere, or it was not gonna be sustainable, deep down, like, I knew that. I knew that, like, if, especially because, like, the way this was working for me, uh, I'm going to be 100% honest that, like, yeah, I would get these projects that, like, uh, projects I mean, like, the, sometimes I would have to do websites, sometimes I would have to do, um, like, a certain logo design or some stuff like that. Like, they weren't paying necessarily high. That's one thing I would say because uh, something to little background about the graphic design or just, like, a design industry design world I guess that like unless you are like like a designer with lots of clients or with lots lots of background uh not even I I mean like lots of design because anyone can have a lot of designs they can make their own but I mean just like lots of designs you're not you're not going to charge a lot because you are essentially starting out like it's essentially think of yourself like a Airbnb host when you first start a place even though you might have a great place but because it's the first place and there aren't that many reviews no one is going to buy I mean no one is going to rent your place for like $500 like no offense like even if it's like four bedroom no one is going to do that because it's like zero reviews like no one's gonna do that so this is essentially the same thing with like freelancing it's like when you're starting new like that like no one's going to pay you for what you're worth in the beginning. So that means that you're going to get paid under, like, a lot. So I, I, I just, deep down, I knew this was going to be a long, long route. And honestly, I also knew that, like, I didn't like it. Like, I knew that this wasn't going to take me anywhere. So I, I honestly knew that. But when I, you know, kind of started this Instagram thing and, like, or not even started, it kind of, like, uh, opened up for me. I kind of felt like, wow, this could this could really be a thing for me because the amount of time I was spending for Instagram and the money I was getting versus the amount of time I would spend for freelancing, it was just extreme because I would make more money if I spent the same hours for uh, creating content on social media. So I was like, that doesn't make sense. So why would I even do freelancing? Yeah, I would do it on the side for the meantime, but I don't think this would be a long time thing so I essentially took a risk with Instagram and honestly I was like oh my god 
I am so over my head. This is not going to happen. This is not going to be a full-time job. This is not going to be uh, sustainable at all. But it did. Like, I mean, I did have some uh, idea of like how this one, this was going to go because I did a lot of re research and I did follow so many people. So I actually had kind of an idea. Like I, it, maybe it wasn't my experience, but there, there were people around there that I knew that, that that could they could possibly like if they can make a living out of this by doing what they did, why couldn't I, right? Like why can't I do that too? So I thought like like I already kind of relied on it. So I was like, if they can millions of dollars, yeah, maybe I won't make millions of dollars right now, but I will get there. So I took a chance on it and I look how it turned out. So I just feel like that's essentially what it worked out for me. So these are essentially the biggest differences uh, of taking chances versus taking uh, risks. Um, and these were the, some of the examples I mentioned. But let's deep dive more into, doesn't matter if you take the chances or if you take the risks, but what are the um, potential um, you know, outcomes that can come from it? Because I think a lot of the time, especially on social media or just like in these news outlets, you know, whenever you go into like, um, I don't know, like Business Insider or Entrepreneur.com or like Forbes, all these time and people say like, oh, take risk or whatever. And they're like always coming in like in the top. Like they're like, yeah, I took a risk and I become a millionaire or I did this. But they never talk about all the failures or step backs that they had to take before they actually became uh, millionaires or billionaires, stuff like that. So that's what I'm going to talk about now. Okay, guys, here's the thing. As much as we don't want to admit it, most men don't really pay attention to their skin. Just the soap is not going to cut it. So I'm excited to be partnering with Cardon to talk about their cactus-based skincare products for men. They provide such a simple shopping experience with affordable prices. Their award-winning daily SPF and moisturizer is my personal favorite. First, I was like, okay, it's award-winning, but I'm not sure it's going to work for me. But it really did. First of all, it's so tiny. It's super travel-friendly. You can put it in your pocket, put it in your bag, take it with you wherever you go. And the formula is amazing. It smells like men's cologne, but it's like not super strong. Very like luxury men's cologne. And it just really blends in your skin so nicely. No residue whatsoever. Dries very fast. You don't even feel it. And it protects you from your sunlight. You really need it, especially if summer is coming. One of my biggest like insecurities also is dark circles. And I'm trying their dark circle eye rescue. It feels so good because it has this metal head that's like a roll-on. You can use under eyes and it dispenses the formula while you're doing it. It's so soothing and cooling. Like it's like a little massage for your under eyes. Definitely would recommend it if you're struggling with dark circles like me. You can use MURS, M-U-R-S, for 15% of your one-time purchase or 5% of any subscription purchase. You automatically get 10% off and free shipping. Head over to cardonformen.com and use my code MURS for discount. So when you take risks, regardless of if it happens uh, in a good way, I mean, if we're sad in a good way, or if it actually turns out to be a fail, uh, regardless, you actually learn from it. Doesn't matter what uh, anyone says to you or uh, how you feel about it, I guess, uh, you're going to learn from it. Uh, obviously, like some people, uh, doesn't matter who you are. They sometimes don't learn from their mistakes. And I don't even say this as a mistake, actually. I don't think these are mistakes. I think these are just the things that, like, 
one might have to go through. It's just the way things are. So, but I'm just trying to say it in a way that like when people make mistake, generally they learn from it and they don't try to make that same mistake again. So risks are in sometimes like the same way too. It's like, I, I'm just trying to say like it's not a mistake though. It's just a, like a risk that you, you're willing to take that like, because when you're taking a risk, you're essentially accepting the fact that there's like a very, very big chance that this might not work out. So don't keep your, don't like keep all your eggs in one basket, but also don't keep your hopes up that much. Obviously believe in the idea, but also don't think that this is just going to happen right away. I think there is one thing I always say. This might sound very pessimistic, but I'm not even saying this in a pessimistic way uh, or about life, but I think this is just like a very true statement. When you keep your expectations very low in life, and I mean very low in everything, nothing is ever going to disappoint you in any way. So that's why I sometimes tell myself that like, especially these kind of things is that like, especially when you're trying to build a business, start a business or pitch yourself or apply for a job or pitch yourself for a job. I don't know, stuff like that, you know, uh, these can all seem very intimidating and crazy. And, but I feel like if you always like have too much expectations from these things, uh, and if it doesn't work out, you get bummed so fast. And I learned from this that like before I was just thinking about those certain um, opportunities a lot. Like whenever I would have opportunity because I really just want to be on TV. But um, and there were opportunities that came along, came my way and ended up being not working, which is totally fine. But I'm just feeling I'm just saying like I feel like old Merce would have been totally devastated. But I'm just at least glad like I took the risk. I actually applied for it. I also like did the audition and everything. Yeah, that took my time. Um, maybe more time than I expected. Uh, but yeah, it didn't pay off for me. But I learned from it. Maybe I can be better in the future. So I'm just trying to say, I think uh, this is what we need to learn from Adele. It's like you can like never or ever, I guess, will be like so careful in life because entire point of life is that like you, um, you know, essentially like fall down and you get back up, get back up again. That's the entire purpose of life. So and that's what happens like when we kind of like take risks and like expect that, you know, it just doesn't work out. Then you just kind of like dust yourself off and just like let me see like how I can make this better. Like this, there's like a, such a strange example that just came into my head. Um, I'm going to mention it. So when I was a kid, I, um, I have always been like this adrenaline junkie. Like I always liked heights. I always liked, uh, skyscrapers. I was like to be in the top of the buildings. Um, I liked rides and everything. So when, as soon as I learned, biking and this was I think when I was wait was I five maybe six okay maybe I was six I would always like go to this like I don't know mountain or hill or whatever then I would just like bike down and it was like a very uphill 
like imagine going down like it was pretty scary this is like this reminds me like i don't know if you guys have seen it like definitely go see it it's called luca um it's a movie uh on disney plus so and the guy is literally just like um biking down from that uphill and it's pretty scary so that's how i was and so many times like i knew i was gonna like fall and like get myself beaten up and it did like i fell it was terrible uh but what happened is like because in the beginning i was like always never uh holding on to my brakes as soon as it got like whenever it was getting like so fast i was like okay cool and sometimes i would hold my brake too fast and i would put it put that down too fast hence like the bike would just like throw me off but uh, I learned that I can hold them shorter like uh, squeeze them shorter like my brakes so it's not like as fast uh, an abrupt stop you know so I can do it better so I'm just saying like I learned from my mistakes (laughs) this is such a weird example I'm so sorry for hearing this but I'm just saying like that's the same thing in life is that like when you make a mistake once or many you make this risk once you have to look at it as like why this didn't work out is it just because I just didn't think about it or is it just because uh, there's something I missed from it in my example that bike example I honestly just didn't think about it I was like this looks fun so let me just do it but second time around when I wanted to do it I was like I don't want to just like I don't want my knees to bleed out again so I I took uh, my chances and I was like, okay, let me see what I can make it better. And I did. So I'm just saying that's the same thing in life is that like you have to remember uh, things might not work out and when they don't work out or you might just completely fail, you can always rebuild them or you can always make things better. So there's this big misconception that like, you know, when something is broken you cannot build it um but you can like when something is not working it can you know it can fall apart and it's okay to admit that because i think this i am like a big big example of this and i'm just gonna mention here obviously i care a lot like a lot about what other people think of me so since I share so much on social media sometimes like I know that like if something doesn't work out I get concerned so I always think about like oh if I don't get this many views or if I don't get this many likes or uh, not even just like with people and sometimes with brands too I'm just like oh what if my link doesn't convert enough sales or if what if people don't use my code as much it's like what if like the video I made for this brand didn't perform as well or whatever like uh, I always think about this because I always want to make sure like I not like please them but like I I guess show as much potential as possible and the truth is, is like sometimes it's out of my control sometimes it just doesn't happen in the big in the past like I always thought like oh I I can do this I I can uh, make every collaboration everything success and it's just not true sometimes it just doesn't work out and sometimes it doesn't look good and that is okay I just kind of accept it like I kind of learned to accept it and just like I always try to tell myself that I'm like why I did this why it didn't work out or why it didn't do well let me make it better next time. I 
like learned so much from like this past year so many couple times that like I worked with brands that like they didn't give me so much freedom or whatever and um, deep down I knew this wasn't going to perform well and it didn't Um, obviously yeah like it looked I guess maybe bad on me but then I realized like well at the end of the day they paid me and everything and it didn't look you know, horrible, uh, in maybe in their decision, in their mind. But for me, it wasn't great. But I just learned that, like, oh, never work with that brand again, and I'm not going to. So I'm just saying the stuff like that. And in the on the contrary, there are brands that they who, who gave me uh, full freedom. And recently, I'm not even gonna say the name of the brand, but if you go to my TikTok or Instagram, you will see it. It performed so well. It performed even way better than my organic posts so I'm just saying like obviously they believed in my vision and the way that I wanted to do things and it worked out well so I'm just saying like I feel like sometimes you have to like the you have to sometimes like fail or not even fail you have to kind of like fuck up in that one thing and not even destroy it just like you just make that mistake you're like wow I understand I just totally get it now and honestly, just saying is like, I feel like if I didn't make, make those past collaborations, maybe that didn't work out for me. I don't think I would have learned what my style was or what worked out for my audience that doesn't work for other audiences. So I'm just saying like, I learned from it. And one thing I am just going to conclude with that section is that like, sometimes thin, things can really really fall apart I don't mean just like it can just be not working but it can just be over sometimes I always thought about it like I'm just like maybe one day my Instagram will get banned or or it will be um deleted or whatever because I always have this fear because one time actually um someone tried to hack hack into my podcast account which is so weird because it's not even that popular but anyways I was just having this thought that was like what would happen and I was like oh I I can start over or I can do something else like I wasn't too attached to it because I feel like before like old Merce would have been like oh my god this is so crazy my life is over whatever but now I'm just like wait if I built this I can build it again I can make it even better this is why I always tell myself and this is why I'm also trying to tell you guys that like Starting over can be hard, but when because you already did it once, you can definitely do it again, but in way, way better way. So never, never be like fearful of that because entire point of life is like just rebuild things. I mean, look at all these buildings. They always like tear, tear them down and just rebuild them, and but make it so much better. So yeah. Okay, second thing with taking chances is that like, if you well taking chances or taking risks is that like if you don't actually take risks like innovations never happen this is something i have a perfect example for it like maybe i think i mentioned him like in the last episode with courtney maybe i think was was it in 2012 or 2013 then elon musk like you know came out with tesla and everything everyone was like he's a fucking joke like nowadays, as so many people worship him, but let's be real. Everyone thought he was a fucking joke. They were like, okay, like, no. Like, electric cars? Oh, no. Like, this car? Like, no, it's so expensive, whatever. Like, I'm just saying, like, no one thought electric was the future. No one thought, like, this this could be potentially happening. No car companies were taking the risks. Tesla did, Elon Musk did, and he's like, well, 
this is going to work. Yeah, not a lot of people might support me in the beginning, but they will come. And they really did. I, honestly, I remember uh, when I first rented a Tesla and I had this friend. Um, obviously, he was pretty rich or whatever. And he was telling me, like, oh, that's that's plastic. Um, but, like, then he came to my way that he's like, no, this is, like, such a great car and safe car and everything. And it's, like, the safest car in the world. So, number three, like, top three cars in the world that are safest, they're all Teslas. So, I'm just saying that I feel like people um, really didn't believe in that vision before, but now they're coming into that. So, I'm just saying, and this happens because he uh, took a risk. He uh, essentially gambled. Um but he didn't just gamble, um, just saying like, oh, like he was just trying to be, you know, like, I don't know, thinking that like he can, um, I don't know, like blindly do this. He didn't blindly do this. Like he knew this was going to happen. Like he essentially calculated. He had this vision that this is going to happen and he gambled on it because their balance sheet was terrible. Like Tesla was not profitable for a very very long time they were in so much debt like they were definitely above there they were definitely over their head like it was just not good but you know he took the chance and it worked out so which goes to my another point risks is like actually directly connected with opportunities so most of the time uh, i already talked about the part like when risks don't work out you know it ends up being a fail or whatever but when it actually do work out it turns out to be a big opportunity like so many times this is another example i'm going to mention not with elon musk because i'm sure you guys already heard about it a lot another brand like gymshark if you guys are not familiar with it it's one of the biggest biggest uh gym clothing like clothing brands in the world like for um gym clothing and i'm being serious when i first started like do not working with them i never worked with them but (laughs) gymshark if you're listening to this hire me um yeah when i actually discovered them and i think everyone was like gymshark what whatever so um but i knew this was like gonna be a brand like because their fit and everything was amazing and the founder, I forgot his name, but he was like, he started this from nothing. Like, it was literally from nothing. I think he did everything by himself. And the way it he made it grow into this, like, big uh, billion-dollar brand was that because he took chances on influencers. He worked these influencers, like, uh, through, I mean, there was no TikTok back then, so it was Instagram, I think it was maybe Facebook, I honestly don't remember, but, like, it was definitely these platforms. Um, oh, YouTube, oh, yes, YouTube, big YouTube, too. Back then, no brand was, like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna send a product to this influencer. Like, influencer was not a thing. And, like, nowadays, again, this is, like, such a big thing. But, like, even when I was starting, everyone was looking at me like I'm a fucking joke. So, and back then, obviously, the founder of Gymshark was like, no, this is a big chance, like, big risk that I'm going to take because I have got nothing to lose. Literally, he had got nothing to lose because he probably had, like, maybe $500 to his name, maybe more, I guess. Like, it wasn't a lot because he spent, like, maybe $500 for this printing machine and $600 for something, maybe, like, $1,200 max. So even if he lost it, it's like, okay, well, he can go back to school or whatever, stuff like that, you know? 
but he took the chance and he sent this clothing to influencers and stuff. And that time, nobody believed in influencers. And that's how he actually made Gymshark so, so famous. So this is what I'm saying. Like he took that risk and that actually one big risk really connected him into this opportunity that like no one thought of um, taking the chance or taking the risk. So it really does work out in his favor and this is still working out in his favor, which is actually uh, is my last point that I'm going to conclude with is when you take the risks, you actually have a competitive advantage. What I'm trying to say by this is that like because Gymshark were one of the first brands uh, to work with influencers. So and they have a, such a big competitive advantage because they already have this base of influencers that they can work with or their ambassadors and like they they already have such a big relationship with them so they already have this advantage versus like some other brands like Alpha Elite or like Jet North or Nike or whatever yeah obviously they're still popular but when it comes to on social media and like amount of sales that can sell very fast Gymshark is topping that Nike is a global brand and Gymshark is too, but Gymshark literally started out of nothing and by just one person and using the power of influencer marketing versus Nike didn't start like that. Nike has been around for a long time. So imagine if Gymshark was around as long as Nike, it would have been like insane. So I'm just saying, and same as Elon Musk, like he really has a big advantage now because he was the one essentially set this boundary like of of electric cars and the supercharger network and everything. And now there are other companies who are taking advantage of that or you know, using it. But I'm just saying that like Tesla is still known the number one. Like whenever you say electric car, people don't say Volkswagen or whatever. I don't know, like uh, Mercedes or um, Rivian. They are like, oh, Tesla. Like, that's the first thing. So he really had that advantage. So uh, that's the last thing I'm trying to say is that, like, you really have that advantage. In the beginning, obviously, everyone looks at you like you're a fool. But uh, over time, when your vision comes to life, you will have this biggest advantage that that's going to pay off for all those years that you took the risk and really um, push forward. Alright guys, so that was the episode for today. If you do like this episode, please don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. And I'll see you guys next week with another episode. Bye guys. <laughs>